how very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Don't you want a world of unconditional love and brotherhood? We have the secrets to self-improvement. You can join us and be special. Join our elite mission to save the world. Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy open. You could fill that void. Here's how. We'll title this tape. Welcome to the Cult of Comics. Well, then let's just jump right into it. I wonder why they say that. Why do we? Is it like a pool? Is that like? Yeah, that jump on in. Like? Both feet first. Jump right into it. Hit yeah, the concrete. First, right in. Right into the. Concrete. Right into the kisser. Go on time to jump. Do it. Do a flip. I cannot do a flip. I can only do a belly flop. Very awkwardly. I mean, in front my of kids can't do children. a. My kids can't do a flip. That that doesn't stop them from trying. <laughs> so you're don't, saying you don't want me to try and dreams, fail, Tyler? Mm, just it. do it. Do it. It's just a Nike slowing. Um. So, did you get that message I got about Adeline and I going out and? how they were in bible school yes some uh, that rings a bell yeah okay so you don't recall that at all i'm not really surprised by you i remember replying no. saying why is she in bible school but i don't really yeah. remember much of the context right so uh adeline originally wanted to be a pastor uh and was going to school uh to study uh theology and uh, was really invested in in making that uh you know a part of their life and this was mm-hmm. back before you know, they changed their name and, uh, you know, changed their pronouns. Um, and the joke is that once you go to Bible school, you become an atheist after you leave, which is, like, very common. I, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, there are so, people that make it through the seminary. There are, and they really just dig their heels right into it. And, you know, God bless them for just ignoring all of the logic and the fact behind everything else about it. I knew a guy. Um, I went to college with a guy, and he was basically just like, college was like his, you know, the Amish have their rum springing. College was his rum springing. He's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm still a virgin because I just, you know, do my girlfriends in the butt. So it's all good, okay. guys. I wish that that was just a joke, but it's such a common thing, and it's he, kind of still he was surprising. A, he was a wacko. I, well, I'm they always are. <laughs> Maybe he's chilling out. I don't know. I went to his. Um, I don't know. They should probably call that like a christening when they're like, "You are now a." When they do uh, anal. Yeah. No. When they go. You like, got invited now to that. <laughs> <laughs> ass to ass. <laughs> you can never. You never. You never go ass to ass. You never know what's gonna happen. You never yeah. go full ass. Do they call it space docking. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just docking. So. You want to be no, 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 about do- it. No, well, if it's docking, then it's two penises, I think, and they just kind of like in the foreskin. So ass to ass is space docking. Well, because then poop goes in from one butt to another. Pooping back and forth forever. I remember that cards against humanity. I always yeah, struggle exactly. on the reentry, so it just ends up going on the bed. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> uh, Adeline has a lot of information that uh, I am not made 
uh, aware of, and I always really like learning these things, but I was asking, well, do you know about Gehenna? So do you two know about Gehenna? Of course. The Who name doesn't? rings a bell. I'm just not that deep in the lore. Is this going to be like that Fair. Scientology episode of South Park where they reveal secrets and then the church hires private investigators to find out how we found it out? And then there's always that little like star with the note down to the side like, this is real. Yes. So, Gehenna was a real place. Gehenna was a place where people uh, sent their dead. They would uh, discard their trash, leftover food, um, rotting carcasses. It was just a disposal site. It was like a waste dump, but it was always on fire. And Gehenna was essentially seen as a dump site that was universally revered as this horrible place that was always burning and no one wanted to go to. So when people like say Jesus was talking about going to uh, a place a burning place where no one would want to go that was essentially what hell was hell really didn't exist until uh, oh, I always much, thought he was talking about later. Ohio so uh-huh. that's yeah, ex- that, that was the joke yeah yes that's the funny part about that is that Adeline was like yeah that's like what Gehenna basically was you it's know like a burning place where everyone no one wants to go it's like Ohio and that, that was happened, the joke that's hilarious but I completely forgot that and still just assumed Ohio yep <laughs> yes you did and I'll tell you what that was so completely spontaneous and I could not stop laughing and I needed to tell you guys immediately yeah. you know and then you ruined my joke for me so thank you Sean thank you for there is a my day. there is a city just outside of our capital, Columbus, called Gahanna. No, there isn't. Yeah, it's not spelled the same, but it's Gahanna. I don't believe rich you. people. Oh, this is too unbelievable. I don't. Mm-mm. First, you told me about the Dayton piece of cords, and I really had a hard time with that until I had a Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm still not really over that. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. So, I have some questions for you boys. As you know, I am traveling to your great country in a couple of days. Okay. Who is this man? Are you going to share a picture? uh... I'm holding it up to the camera. Uh, William Wallace. And Mm -hmm. what did he do? He, well, I can tell you factually that he chopped down a cherry tree. 100% slurred. Well, he also, he also had all of his teeth removed so he could suck his own dick. Okay. But it's not, like, very cool because, like, he ended up, like, getting replacement teeth later. And everyone's like, those must be wood. And it's like, nope, those are slaves. It's, no. Well, it's like a mixture of wood, slaves, ivory, pearl. Animal. Yeah, he, he would wrap ebony and ivory with his, you know, while he had his dentures in. Yeah, he was the first guy to start freestyling. Ah, uh, okay. And mm-hmm. who is this man? That's Josh's dad. Oh, uh, I thought it was Frankenstein. Sorry, no, Frankenstein's no monster. I would say, like, maybe yes. Michael Fassbender. You know that one movie where he's, like, on... He's in jail and he's on, like, uh, hunger strike. Is this the first time that you've ever held American currency? Yeah, where did you no. even get that? I stole it. I printed have... it. Yeah. Do you put oh. that, like, right next to your Deutsche Marks? 
I don't think the Deutschmarks yeah. have been used in decades, Josh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Something's Let me go get my collection. Look at Sean. Can you do me a favor and smile to the camera with your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> did you do something different to your teeth? <laughs> do something. Why oh my you god! Did you clean them? If, He's a, going to America. He knows. If, yeah. Okay. Statistically, of, statistically, the UK statistically, has better dental care than the US. Shut up. No one gives a fuck about your fucking stats. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where? Why are you still so, a cracker? And this man. Jeez. Uh, that's the guy hit. There was a musical. Oh, oh yeah. I heard that motherfucker had like 20 dicks. He doesn't At once. look like. Oh, no, that's Hamilton. I, used, I had a buddy that would. Uh, do like historical jokes. So at one point he just pulled out like a $10 bill and dropped it. And he was like, I'm dropping Hamilton's like Aaron Burr. Your, your friends sound simultaneously so wholesome, but also at the same time so incredibly boring. Yeah. The way that you describe them. I don't want to meet any of your friends. <laughs> This dude showed me, like, he introduced me to Reddit in, like, That's even worse. That, that makes a lot of sense. In 2008, he's like, look look at this website. It's so dull, and yet I can't stop. And you won't stop. And now you've been addicted ever since. Yeah. No, I, I didn't Speaking go back of 2008. until, like, four years later. I took a break, came back. Sure you did. Mm-hmm. And then you found us. There, there's a little gap in there, yeah. No, nope, just found us. Immediately afterwards, that's it. So, the reason Adeline and I were out last night, speaking of 2008, uh, was because we went to go see a Is that when she play. was born? She was born in 2008? That sounds no. about right. Nah, uh, no, no. It wasn't far no. off, Tyler. Uh... So we went to go see a play called Our Dear Dead Drug Lord. It's the story of four teenage girls in the year 2008 in Miami, Florida. In the year 2008. Exactly. And it is the story of these four girls who join a club called the uh, Dead Leaders Club. And they have the singular goal of summoning Pablo Escobar back from the dead. And they are pissing everybody off at the school. Uh, and they are kind of going through the trials and tribulations of being a young girl, especially in the year 2008. And I'm sure you and can relate to that. Immensely. You were a uh, young especially girl in since they kept. I really was. Uh, I was actually the age that the girls were playing in 2008, which was very like, hmm, this is, this is a lot for me right now. Were you judging oh. them like, that isn't accurate? I'm like, hmm, this is... They are touching <laughs> on the, the election. They're touching... They just played Paramore, Flyleaf. Um, they talked about some musical, I think called Glory, that I don't, I never saw, but I remember hearing about all the time. This, do you remember two thousand? The only Josh? Glory you know is Glory Hall. I remember it well. True. It's a dark time. Yeah, it was, it was a dark time. It was the darkest of times, and it yeah. was very painful. It made me feel very old, and I did not like it. But it was a really good music, or really good play. Yeah. I, I strongly recommend it, especially uh, when it's about. A group of girls trying to summon 
probably the world's worst crime lord of all time. Pablo Escobar. This sounds like, you know, you ever see Hamlet 2? Uh, no, but I've always heard good things. You know, Steve Coogan? Yeah. Yeah, just I haven't bonkers, seen it, like, things. We got It's like we just filled out a Mad Libs chart, and now we need to make a play out of this. Yeah, why not? I, I, that's why I want to go see it, but I never had the chance to. I've heard that it's very uh, wholesome, funny, touches the heart, touches the cockles. Yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. So, personally recommend Our Dear Dead Drug Lord as a play. But that's neither here nor there. I guess we can get started and talk about comics, right? It's fair enough to say that. Yeah, that's okay. All right, well, uh, welcome to the Cult of Comics podcast. If you've never been on the show before, we talk about comics. That's all you really need to know. I'm Tyler, and these two are here. Uh, introduce yourselves, boys. I'm Hi. Josh. I'm the boring English one. And I'm the boring it's, American one, I suppose. It's just... It, I just kind of wish that you mean to be fair. I do. I am more interesting than both of you. We we let you. Yeah, but going on with that. Yeah. Someone's yeah. got to fill the dead time. Dead yeah. air. Yeah. A lot of dead air with you two. It's it's more that I'm trying. I try to bring <clears throat> a lot of energy to the podcast. Yeah. Mostly because of the ADHD and possibly autism. That's and true. And you two are just kind of like. I'm just like. Yeah, that's nice. Eeyore from I... Winnie Pooh. Just super depressed. If Eeyore was uh, the person who would be responsible for Winnie the Pooh's suicide note, uh, yeah. yeah, probably. I have been sense, yeah. digitizing old VHS tapes, and I have a. Uh, that we is went one on of the a, most boring thing I've I know. Ever heard oh, I, I'm watching <laughs> old, old family videos, and we're doing like a That's European vacation, and like I'm just there, like looking around as my parents video record, like different churches and historical locations and my brother's just like dancing in the background like who are you kid i love how americans just say european we're going to europe like we did. where we that's such a broad over. that's such a broad like did you go to like glasgow or did you go to russia Luxembourg. Glasgow is not a part of Europe. It was 1999, <laughs> so we went to Czechoslovakia. Glasgow is an independent state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Full of independent peoples. Sorry, Did Josh. Where were you? Everywhere. Germany. All over. France. Luxembourg. Like all, a lot of the little, like, tiny, tiny countries. <laughs> okay, Luxembourg. Sure, because that's a real place. Yeah, we went and looked at a tank in Belgium. I think caves in France. We went to uh, Switzerland, and like I said, we went to Czechoslovakia, which doesn't exist anymore. Right? It does not. No, it hasn't existed for a long while. It's just now either the Czech Republic or Slovakia. Yeah. I feel like haven't they changed their name from Czech Republic? Like recently. I, I haven't kept up with the war. <laughs> Is it canon? Well, it's a canon. I do event. not. Yeah. I thought oh, that also was merged. Also known as Chechia. Chechia. Oh, I've heard that. That's not real. Chechia. You know what I never hear? I never hear anyone say, you know, I had a nice trip to Azerbaijan. I don't think I know anybody that's been there. Yeah, but you don't want to go. It's a horrible place. It smells. People are depressed. It's kind of like Russia. No, that's not fair. That's... Kind of like Eastern Russia. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do people live in <laughs> Eastern Russia? 
Exactly. They're not really living. They're all living in squalor. I'm going to use that word again because one of you used it. Yeah. I, I want to share one That's more random word, story. Man. Just one yeah, more random right. story from this weekend. No. Because I have nowhere else to fit this in. I was driving by the university that I work at, and I stopped at a stop sign. You work at a university? Yes. Wait, what do you do for work? Uh, signal processing. I'm an so here's the thing. I Every single... He'll tell me this all the time, but it's kind of like uh, Matthew Perry's character Chandler from Friends, where yeah. they, they just don't really know Analytics at all what he things. does. Yeah. They're just like, he's a, he's a transponster? Transponster, that's you know, it. This is the first I've heard about you working at a university. Maybe not. Maybe you've told me before. But yeah. It just goes one year out the other. Who cares? Anyway, I, I stop at a stop sign so a bunch of students can walk across the street. And there's this girl <laughs> and that's like, waiting for yes. the stop sign. And, and she she's currently missing. And starts to get in my car. And she goes, are you a Lyft driver? Not like, are you? <laughs> 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 not, it's not like, are you my Lyft driver? Are you the Lyft driver? Are you, are you so and so? A it's just, are you a Lyft driver. driver? Like, hold on, let me put the light on. She just like opens the back door, like do? pushes Josh's kids across, like, and gets in next no, to them. I don't think my wife would approve. <laughs> <laughs> but what if she did approve? Yeah, there's a car seat in the back. Yeah, okay, strap in. I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. I've seen your wife. I I would not be surprised if this girl. Uh, she's the kind of uh, lady who will be like, "Listen, let's spice things up a little bit. Let's get a little crazy. Get your Peter yeah. Pan costume. Let's get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> let's kidnap this girl. Let's go commit a bunch of crimes. Let's go drive to Indiana real quick." Big reason why I think that is just because of her sense of humor, specifically applied towards the fucking goats yes. in the goddamn Thor film, Love and Thunder, worst film. Horrible. Worse than Horrible. Thor 2. <laughs> the only thing that yes. eclipses Thor 4 is Thor 2. Yes, unfortunately. All right. Oh, that's enough of that. Shut up, everybody. Let's talk about some comics. We got a list of things that we're going to talk about now. Uh, this is our weekly uh, roundup of everything that we read during this week. Uh, we are starting it off with Penguin, or, sorry, Penguin number Penguin. one by Tom King and Penguin. Rafael Del De La Torre. De la Torre. Uh, then we will be talking about Immortal Thor, Dark Knights of Steel, the final issue of that run that has taken two years to complete, Night Terrors Penguin. 4, Night Terrors Action Comics 2, and Night Terrors Detective Comics 2. This is going to be an interesting day. Let's start off with Penguin. Uh, Look, it all goes downhill from here. We're starting know, with the it, best stuff. There's, there's a slight peak towards the end. We're going to start on Should... high, and we're going to find our way mm. down into Gehenna. Uh, <laughs> good call out. That's good. That was good. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I, a hockey stick. It just goes. It's so shouldn't it be all uphill from here? It's because it's uphill harder to go climb. uphill. It is. It's an uphill climb because if it's going downhill, but it's, it's the easy. ratings. So if we're and it, yeah, okay, Penguin, uh, by Tom King and Raphael De La Torre. I am not exactly certain uh, what it is about this. I kind of went into this not really sure what to well, expect. Uh, obviously, I did not read Penguin Issue Zero. Uh, I don't read. Uh, and this was not... Which you didn't need to, not... because we had already read all the material in Penguin Issue 
was all the back yes, matter. Yes, we definitely did. It was all the back and matter I in the first arc of the Jason yeah. Batman series. Yes, absolutely. But we find Which out he's really still alive. really more of like a Catwoman thing. Yeah, I was kind of confuzzled by that. Uh, but regardless... Yeah. This is Spoilers. the second time in as just as many months where well, it's not cool. the back, the doesn't back matter. matter mattered to the ongoing stories. Because we had the detective the back comic. matter. Matters. It's just the Batman stuff. The detective stuff. It's all just the Batman. The te- detective comics with Sorrow and Detective Gordon, or whatever he is now. Freelancer Gordon, I guess. Daddy Gordon. Daddy Gordon. Okay. And now this from Batman. Like, Police brutality, Gordon. Yeah. I'm sad about my son, Gordon. Uh, I'm always sad about my son, even though I don't talk about him very much, uh, Gordon. My uh, zombie Sometimes son. I'm ginger, sometimes I'm not, Gordon. It was a way to retcon the rebirth and the DT stuff and make it make sense. Yeah, that, I'm still a little confused by that choice, but I don't <clears> have that much up. And I don't mind it too much. It still is just like, I don't know, hmm... Age Anyways, is just a number, so, Gordon. Age... <laughs> R. Kelly Gordon. Good old R. Kelly Gordon. Age is just a number. Mm-hmm. He's got a boy trapped in the closet. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this issue starts off with a bit of exposition. As, uh, it's a talking book. Of course it does. Uh, we open up to a page of the bat mobile or is it the batwing i forget uh in the water the bat, bat uh, I, vehicle it the looks like it's a boat that so I can't also see goes wings. on water like it looks like it just landed there the amphibious aquabat i don't know we need we robin go to say great bat boat if batman. only adam west was here to consult if only adam west was here to consult do you Have, do you ever uh, play Aquabats at your house, Josh? Aquabats? Yeah. Is that? Oh, not that's not Seabat. The band. Yeah. Uh yeah. What, what did they do? They did an opening for a TV show, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, I. I mean, they had their own show for a little bit, uh, but they've definitely done TV show intros before. They're that ska band. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of ska. It's whatever. Really? You seem like you would be the biggest fan of Yeah, Scott. no, I am. <laughs> You're a white dude from Ohio. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, you know yeah, I man. rock out to... Oh, speaking of the uh, home videos, uh, the video... What do you mean, speaking the... of that? When were we talking about that? I, that I was forever ago. I about the VHS tapes. The video starts off with like a five-minute video of my brother jamming to Smash Mouth's All-Star. Just in our living room. They're just like, here, we'll film you dancing to All-Star for five minutes. And then we will cut into our European vacation. Oh my god. Are you my long-lost older brother? I could be. Do you have a video of yourself dancing to All-Star on the couch? Yes. A ton. That's like the first song I lear- I memorized the lyrics to. Yeah. You know, That's all- the- Smash Mouth used to be a Scott. Yeah, and then they got all weird and drunk on stage and said, see Kyle. Yeah. It's a thing. Have you just That's ruined Shrek for me? the weirdest, like, you guys were gone, and then you came... You just ruined Shrek for me. You came back, like... 
<laughs> no, I'll ruin Shrek for you. Wait till you see all the Rule 34 stuff that's out there. Good lord. I don't think that would ruin it. Sean, can you for do reference, a good, no. Sean, can you do a good Shrek? No, impression? I cannot. Is that is like is affecting a Scottish accent offensive no. to people in your area? Mostly because he can't do it. <laughs> yeah. We've established he can't do accents. His attempts yeah. at an American Joker. accent are some of the saddest He's thing I've Joker. ever heard. Mm. No, I don't. Yes, always. I would like to hear you try to do a, like a like a like an African impression. <laughs> no, I don't think that would be appropriate. Like Swahili. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think Scottish. I don't think Scottish people. Try doing an Italian. Uh, I'm speaking Bapati. fluent Italian. <laughs> for the audience for the listeners at home he's just waving yeah I don't think Scottish people care about if you do a fake Scottish accent anyways them. they're quite chill they'll probably just get drunk with you if you do that mm. I, I think your boom is off the window how dare you I know I know why the fuck are we talking about Scottish accents we're Listen, talking about penguins how do we got Scottish trolling. accents because Josh <laughs> You know, Josh, because of Josh, yeah, because of Josh, okay, because of his uh, fucking ADHD, it's worse than mine. No, you. You guys up. remember Anyways. Iron Man no. two shh, shh, with shh, Mickey Rourke? Shh, shh. Stop, stop. That stop, is the stop, voice stop. that I imagined stop. for the penguin in here. Mainly, just you killed my bird. Okay, yeah, I can see that. A that was the worst accent in a movie ever. I want my bird. Hmm. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. I've definitely heard worse. I think that the worst God I've heard... Blimey, Mary Poppins. Exactly. Uh, God blimey, Mary Poppins. It's the worst thing ever. I can't believe that they actually put that on fucking a movie. <laughs> That's just insane to me. It was the 50s, man. I, the 60s? I can't tell which is worse. Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent or Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, I didn't accent. mind Robert Downey Jr.'s English accent in Sherlock Holmes. <clears throat> It was just so subtle. It just didn't seem appropriate um, for the time. I don't know. I feel like if it was a more serious role, maybe you would have been more distracted. But the fact that it was like such a fun, silly movie. Yeah. Yeah. Still fun films. We're, stop it. God damn it. ADHD. Anyway, stop Benedict anyways, Cumberbatch. The penguin. Anyways. Anyways. The Penguin. No. This is, no. All, a, this is all a metaphor uh, for how many different voices there are. Have you heard how Benedict issue? Cumberbatch says Penguin? In my head. Penguin. Penguins. 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 What is this issue about? So, uh, this... I don't know anymore. This is all about Tom King and his uh, connected universe. The Kingverse. Because this ties Yeah, this is basically time. the next chapter or sequel to Killing <laughs> Time. It feels more like a sequel to that than it does to the main continuity stuff at the minute. Yeah. Um, I guess there's something that I just want to clarify here. So the thing I'm a little... I'm just kind of asking myself about is the way that Penguin is drawn here makes him seem older. Yeah. Um, than what we've seen before, like in the Zdarsky Bat Run, for example. Like Gordon. Now, yeah, yeah, dying. but like, yeah, that's what I'm just wondering. Is it is that he's old. just old? And, They're and, all worried well, about getting old. Batman's getting old. Jim Gordon's getting old. Yeah, I always old. like. 
it's just funny to me that ever since Rebirth ended, like that whole thing where they were like, oh, we'll just make sure that everything happened within that five-year timeline. Everyone's young, and then it ends, and then Actually, they're like, no, they we're going to fast forward 15 there. years. Everyone's really old now. Mm-hmm. Everyone was dying their hair, guys. It was cool at the time. Joker's actually sixty. It was it was actually the the lead in the hair dye that was making them all crazy. And now they can all exactly the same. What the fuck is yeah. what the fuck I don't is this know. issue about? I want to know how we, Catwoman is. I said that, and then you started going on about his great no hair. Idea. <laughs> what is this issue so this even about? With what is happening after... in this? Uh, Penguin got oh, out, Josh. but you can do this. Don't mention hair dye. Penguin fakes his death. He gets out. Don't mention hair dye. He gets out. He's living a quiet life as a flower salesman. And somehow everybody else realizes, no, he's not dead. So he's not out, I suppose. Just when I thought I I was out, you pulled me back in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the cure for somebody with Tourette's is just to shoot them in the eye? Shooting people in the head is the cure for a lot of things. Because, yeah, people started calling me Agent Bleep, though, you know. What is this about, Josh? A little baser than Bleep. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't finished reading so, yeah, it. Penguin got out and then his being... It's kind of like a day in the life of him now that he's out of the crime business. And we're kind of seeing points of views of different characters leading up to him being recruited by the CIA or police or something, it seems like. Yes, Amanda Watt, Amanda I forgot Wall. she was in this. Yeah, but he's, he's also changed. Like, he is somebody to be feared. Like, he's not even changed his name. He's still going by Oswald and Cobblepot. Like, the guy measuring up his suit knows who well, no, he says so how well have you faked he says death? mr cobb not cobblepot so maybe he's going by oswald cobb people right. never my bad but they all know that he's a violent guy and for some reason he's just playing it cool like going against every expectation they have of him oh we thought he would kill this guy and the guy's pissing his pants and instead he just walks around oh my bad sorry it's my stupid nose i'll just get out of the way because i'm old yeah he's still keeping his reputation because it's helpful yeah he he's living he's peaceful now he just wants to kind of get on with his final days it does feel like no never no it does feel like this is one of the more um believably like gangster-esque uh depictions of penguin too i feel like the last time i saw something even relatively close to that was like brian Azzarello when he wrote penguin but even then you know penguin's been kind of a joke character for a long while it's kind of like how riddler was you know it, it kind of feels like tom king is is saying no i mean these characters can be silly but ultimately they are dangerous and we should you know have that depicted a little bit more clear you know in this in the case of Riddler's one bad day. It's the analytical uh, behaviors and measures of Riddler. This is more just tied very simply to the fact that Penguin is a gangster. You know, very old school style gangster. And the best comparison would be to like, uh, I guess Tony Soprano. Yeah. And Sopranos. Um, but this is, in a way, kind of similar. Like we're getting to see some of the more human 
sides of him as a character, which is really cool. Um, I liked this. I, I guess I just didn't necessarily yeah. anticipate this was, to be as simple as it was. Well, simple might not be It was very right different word, to but... what I expected. And one thing I find interesting about it is it's a Penguin book, but we don't get anything from his point of view. We get internal monologues from several different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman, Amanda Waller, Detective Bleep, whose real name I'm forgetting at the minute. Um, Penguin's wife, the tailor, the... Yeah. Um, we kind of see all these people and how they see him and their opinions. But he's quite a blank slate in this issue, I feel. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's that be- that <coughs> he's doing that because he's trying to be less out in the front, like trying to be less, um, I guess, eye-catching is uh, what I would want to say. Like, he, he's trying to blend in more, Maybe. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I can tell that that's kind of the goal here, is that he's still got a great degree of reputation, but he's yeah. not trying to exert that as a form of, like, power yeah. pressing on people, you know? This all sort of reads, like, Penguin writing fan fiction <laughs> for himself. Like, we get a bunch of dialogue <laughs> from Batman. Like, he's just the Penguin. How did he do all this? You know, only Oswald can save me. Oswald, please. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I decided to save Batman, and we got out of that situation. I'm, I'm the hero. Yeah, I saved Batman. Could have killed him. Look at me. I'm such a kind god. Yeah. Oh, you guys ever see? Hmm. Uh, it's on my Boondock list. Saints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler knows what I, what's uh, what's going on when that guy starts ranting about the rule of thumb, right? Remember that yes, scene from Moondock Saints? It's like it's in the opening sequence. Yeah, it's hard to forget. Pretty early on, so I feel well, like this has to be like an obvious call out for Moondock Saints here. I feel like Sean probably has been made aware of that history. I mean, he is part right. Irish. We're saying yeah, that my... people beat women. Yeah, what's Something your dad beat your mom with? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. That's so the rule. So he doesn't follow the rule of thumb. He completely avoids that. Yeah. He he misunderstood. He thought it was like this. So there you go. Like yeah. at, at minimum, with the view of thumb. Yeah, how big's your dad's thumb? Probably thick. If you've seen Sean in person, you'll you'll think, man, his th- his dad has got to have some thick thumbs. <laughs> He's all thumbs. Mm-hmm. I have this weird idea that your dad strolls around on the countryside with one of and those like newsboy hats, and like just <laughs> stares out. Yeah, and a... <laughs> Josh, do you know what that is? Yeah, you got one of those locked away in your uh, treasure chest, your little uh, uh, costume chest. Oh, you know it. I just keep it in my yeah. back pocket just in case. <laughs> Bitches don't know what's gonna happen when Josh the Kosh comes around. If the these boys get out of line, I swear thumb. to God. <laughs> no, definitely. You ever not. seen a tiny Kosh? 
You know what the funny thing is? is I got like Josh big the Kosh is, energy. You do got big Kosh energy. I feel like Josh the Kosh is just the right kind of nickname. I feel like but that, it just, that just does not apply to you. That kind of implies that I'm more like a henchman or like a lower level sort of guy. Like, yeah, enough that you get a I'll, nickname, but you're not like. Sorry, high. sorry. Do you think that you're high enough that you would qualify as high enough in the rankings? I gotta have of a better like nickname gangster than territory. Josh the Kosh. If we ever. Listen, not you're some, an enforcer. Like, low level enforcer. If, if we ever meet Josh, that's all you are, baby. That's all you are. You're, you wear your little Peter Pan hat, Josh, and then you carry around your kosh. Drunk can just get a big tattoo across his shoulders that just says the kosh. <laughs> the kosh. Or like I on his would knuckles. fucking die. I would pay for that. Josh kosh. <laughs> that was just, just one space. Josh kosh. <laughs> The people were like, what's the story here? I, I have really bad it. friends. I'm then like, it's... it's not embroidered, but like engraved. That's it. On my coshes. I, I have two coshes. On both of my you coshes. Have kosh, kosh, have... Just kosh, kosh on each hand. Yeah. But like the coshes would be engraved with the name Josh on them. <laughs> I'm Josh the Kosh. And you and wear like a Sons of Anarchy style like leather jacket, like denim vest thing with it just like embroidered on the back. <laughs> Yeah, as if, like, Columbine <laughs> never happened. Ah. What is... <laughs> Can we go get him, like, blackout drunk? I will pay for him to get a Kosh tattoo on him. Right on the bicep, on the inside. He's like, hey, don't mess around with me. All right, see? Just any time right he, like, lifts yeah. his hand up his wife. It'd have to be a really bad, like, ugly Kosh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe All right, can, like, and in this between is my fingers, just, like... So that when you, what like on like the index finger? So that finger? when you have a job interview or something, yeah. you can hide it. Just a little boop. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I can't point anywhere. I just gotta like, if you see over here, it, it's like I'm at Disney World. Just like look over this way, and you will see. Look over that way. Oh my God! It's the Kosh. Run, sweetie. Run. Legends were just not true. There it is. <laughs> Run away, honey. Not the children. You know what the best thing is? Is if you do a Google image search for Kosh, <laughs> it's just Liam Neeson. <laughs> no. Let's see. I swear. Oh, anyways. So. Oh, is this going with a let's, C or a. With a C. Okay, because if I do this, I get Admiral Kosh from Babylon 5, which is like a snake. Well, if you do. Yeah, you're, you're going to get a lot of mathematical functions oh, as well, like hyperbolic thing. I know it's hyperbolic cosine, but I always call it cosine. Well, now you can just call it Kosh because you're Josh the Kosh. And there, there we're are getting really derailed here. We got to. We haven't even finished the first book. Here. Yeah, we've got to finish this first book. All right, let's just let's let's get to it. Okay, um, Sean, go. I liked it. <laughs> okay, good. Josh, go. It's fine. It's Tom King. I'll read it. I, I think it had an interesting story structure where we kind of saw Penguin from a lot of other people's point of view and it made him seem so much scarier like these people were like mm -hmm. oh shit it's him like this guy pissing himself yeah. and his tailor yeah With, like I said this seems like the Penguin writing fan fiction for himself like he's been violent in the past like I think it was was it the one bad day where he's basically like trading a paperclip up to you know, pay, trade a paperclip for some money for some guns, and then he bites this new dude's neck off or something. Mm. But, like, he's really only been this violent, like, 
in the past decade, maybe? I don't well, keep track of I mean, penguin violence. So, uh, I mean, I kind of want to agree with you because, like I said, the last thing I can even remember uh, of him being pretty dang violent was... Well, no, I guess there was a bit of him in um, Tom King's run, but... Oh, Tom King, I don't think weird. it was to the... I know, right? I mean, there was a, a little bit here and there with him, but not a, a ton. But again, I, I don't think that I've seen very much Tom penguin King in Tom King just that. really likes the penguin. And Tom King is, I like, seen... out Tom king himself with this issue. Yes, I feel like it hasn't been since, like, the Brian Azzarello or even maybe, like, the Jeff Johns Earth One story that mm-hmm. i've seen very much like penguin violence but yeah i this, mean outside of that i just don't recall this is almost more in line with like gotham year one right or is it yeah i can yeah, kind of see that batman year one uh well t- tom king did batman yes. or gotham year one right that gotham whatever year with one, his yeah. grandpa yeah, and whatever one that makes no sense mm-hmm. okay the yeah well, the timeline the here is no set in like the seventies. Semi or the thirties? I don't remember. Or the twenties? It the forties? Yeah, it was like yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's very loose. Like we said, this is like its own sort of universe, but it's loosely tied in to the main universe because the help appeared in something. Not else yet, right? That Not yet. old guy, old butler. That old butler appeared in something, didn't he? I can't quite remember, but there was like a phone call with him. People were trying to get him to come work. Was that a Catwoman issue, maybe? I thought that was just the killing time. I can't remember Uh, what I read. (sighs) Um... S... And then if I type in, like, search for the help, let's see what League of Comic Geeks says. It's just not going to come up. Uh, characters, the help. This is taking too long to even... Now, we couldn't find a character like that, you know, for killing time. The help doesn't have his own page on DC Fandom. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been in enough stuff yet, but the day after Yuri Espinosa is in, you know, whatever, another mm. Tom King comic, then she's in. Whatever. Great radio. <clears throat> yeah. I thought I would, tur- you know, some things just don't work out. And then we get dumb radio stuff. Here we are. Let's move on. I'm proud of you. So I will say this. I do kind of appreciate the fact that King is keeping consistency with the things that he's making. You know, this agent. What's her name? Ari? Yuri. Like Yuri from Spider-Man. They'll believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um... (laughs) I I dig the character's consistency, and I like that he's done such a good job of being able to just 
have these character interactions the way that he does. I am curious, like, who thought it was a good idea to just, like, let Tom King keep writing Batman without directly writing but Batman. Like, because I, they were just like, all right, you're off the book. I really Wait, liked no, Killing Time. Keep I writing thought it Batman. was a super fun action movie story. Maybe, but that whole background for the <coughs> yeah. whatever I made I agree, zero but sense. I really liked most of the story. The end, the climax was kind of weird, but yeah. yeah. The whole fight with everybody, like, just bring every hired gun you can. Bring Batman's everyone. gonna. What do you mean, everyone? Everyone! Then Batman's gonna, Gary like, Oldman. kite down with his bat suit into the fight. Yeah. What? How many this issues is are there ongoing, in this? Josh, is this, like, a six issue thing? Look how excited he is. Penguin is yeah, ongoing? Penguin is ongoing. I'm a little surprised by that. I can't. I wonder how much story they're going to be. Able it to might end up being this. a. I don't know. Strange. They've got a whole yeah, year of story to up say. to. Because this. The crash, then it might be a 12 issue series. It might be an 18 issue series. As of now, it's just announced as ongoing, but we shall see. Yeah. How well could a series it's like It's got this Tom sell? King's name on it. It's a lot. I know it's got Tom King. I mean, yeah. But it's the penguin. It's the fucking penguin. Ooh, next issue has the help. Hmm. Oh, I'm excited now. It's this is a 10, guys. Not a spoiler because it's 20, 20 on out of cover. 10. <laughs> Speaking of covers, the cover the to this sucks. Best? Yeah. I do like how it kind of shows penguins change because he's drinking alcohol free. Vodka with fish oil added in. Oh right, yeah, Antarctica glacier water. So the uh, corpse Stefano is that the uh, cover artist? Scorpo, Teffen. Oh yeah, cover artist Stefano Gordino and Scorpio Steel. I'm sorry, Scorpio Steel is the coolest name I've ever heard. <laughs> that is a really cool they name. They took Hank mm -hmm. Scorpio like from Simpsons and was like, I can make this name cooler. Scorpio <laughs> Steel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or oh, all the credits at the very last page. Is that where those are? Give I don't understand. The credits page at the beginning. The I've been reading. Like, give me a where it gives me a little. Yeah. yeah where it gives on me the inside flap. On the last issue. But they need room for one more ad. I love when you two we talk over each other. It's the best. <laughs> Whatever. This was... Yeah. Uh, 8.5? I'm going to give it... A soft 8.75 for me. I think it was really enjoyable, but it just lacked the... I think that I want to lean yeah, higher, I think it just too. lacked the emotional... Go ahead. Investment for me that stopped it getting to a nine. Yeah. Well, it, it's very rote for Stephen King. Like, you don't oh, know what that word means. Yes, I do. It's the same stuff that he does. Oh, yeah, it's real subdued and whatever. And at the very end of the issue, Penguin lets loose all of his anger on this. The one poor Taylor, the, the one guy who's loyal to him this whole time. So. <clears throat> yeah. So here's the thing. 
I don't mind if an author does what he does best and I don't mind if it's done from a slightly different point of view or angle. And that's really just what happened here. So keeping that in mind, I really enjoyed this. And I feel like he's done a really good job of establishing himself as a crime writer. And if you were to hold this up to like some of my favorite Ed Brubaker stories, I would be like, yeah, this definitely mm-hmm. like belongs yeah. so far next to at least some of these. I enjoyed that for just that simple fact. So yeah, I think leaning towards 8.75, I agree. I think that this is going for exactly, oh, is doing exactly what it's trying to as do. As well, plot-wise, Penguin has been tasked by Agent Espinosa, was that her name? To take down his yeah. children mm-hmm. and reclaim his crime empire, but this time working for her and the US government. Mm-hmm. But why? He has no reason to even agree to this. He's just like, sure, whatever. Can I get, well, his get wife being is being held captive. Very. Yeah, that's a lot of motivation. Oh, if not for you, you're Fuck like, her. if my wife was held. Captive. I don't think that would be enough motivation for Penguin. <laughs> it's your problem now, bitches. Not for no <laughs> issue for Josh Lakash. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, to be fair, I feel like if you were an enforcer called Josh the Kosh, I feel like that means that your wife would be like a step above you in the rankings. So I think that that would make sense where you'd be like, hey, that's your problem, man. You made your mistake. You you yeah, made your bed in LA. Nobody man. wants to mess with Kelly the Stelly. <laughs> Kelly the Belly. <laughs> I made him pause while drinking his water. <laughs> He started drinking. He's like, no. If I laugh at this and my wife finds out, I'm going to die. I, I just don't think that's in good taste. It was the first thing that I could think of. Yeah. It's the only Tyler's thing Tyler's not one to apologize. I'm sorry. Good. Kelly the Fratelli? Sure. Kelly the Smelly. Kelly the Smelly. Yeah. That's the only thing that works, man. Yeah, They're all just things that it. are not going to be flavorable. Yeah, I googled rhymes and there's no good ones. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there's no uh, when I said Steli, I was thinking like stiletto or something. Like she'll just kick you in the face with her stiletto or something. I don't think that your wife would succumb to stilettos. It feels like she'd be like, why the fuck would I wear this? It's as a weapon. You know, like in the King's man. Oh. Gazelle wears right. you know, the sword whatever legs. Right, yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Because I definitely watched those films and read those comics. Definitely. Um, moving on. We're going to talk about the next thing here. Uh, we are going to talk about Immortal Thor number one by Al Ewing and Martin Kokoro. I... Don't talk about hair dye this issue. As you either. guys know... Uh, <laughs> Talk about talk about the plot, not I the hair dye or the accents. Tyler, that stop. wasn't me. It's a me. <laughs> I hate you. So, as we know, we've read stories by Al Ewing before. Uh, obviously, me more than you, uh, because yeah. I'm an actual comic book fan, uh, and you are both fake. Uh, 
and I, I was a really big fan of his Immortal Hulk run, so I was interested to see how this was going to play out. This is the new ongoing uh, Thor series that... It's replaced Donny Cates run. I and didn't... Yeah, the story is kind of... Yes, it has. Thor is back being the leader of... Was he ever not the leader of Asgard? Thor is the leader of Asgard, and now they're dealing with the... King, um, King Thor. Yeah, they're dealing with the other above gods from the Utgard dimension, Utgard realm. Utgard from, yeah, above Utgard. the shadows. Al Ewing has just moved from, like, he who remains below to the things that are above. Utgard. Yeah, has, is anyone here familiar with Norse Utgard. mythology? Yes. <clears throat> What's Utgard? Yeah. A little uh, bit, yeah. So, which iteration? It's the land that is not part of the ten. Is it a real thing lands? from the mythology, or I had to is it pull up. a yeah. Marvel thing? Yeah. Yeah. Utgard is... I had to look up a bunch of wiki pages and Marvel fandom wikis and whatnot. Utgard is a place outside the ten realms and all realities. It is home to mm. those who <clears throat> sit above in shadow and other beings who are gods to the gods themselves, such as Tyrannos mm -hmm. and Utgard Loki. They first appeared in mm -hmm. X-Men Alpha Flight number one. Oh, so they're not in this book. Sad. Yeah. At some mm -hmm. point in ancient times, the goddess, God, goddess Gaia sealed her siblings in Utgard for unknown reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, long millennia. So, oh, yeah. This page was just created. <clears throat> references to immortal Thor. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, it is best, I guess, to say that uh, Utgard is um, home to some of the uh, Jotun. Uh, that would be things like giants, dwarves, elves, etc. Um, it is compared to Midgard, um, and I think that it's uh, one of the last of three worlds connected to Yggdrasil uh, in like the branch of the known universes in the Norse mythos and everything um, so yeah it is it's canon to mythology yeah. so what happened to the rainbow um, Thor broke it while that was destroyed. high on gamma radiation after fighting with Hulk okay, yes so that, that yeah that final so it's only been yeah the, the crossover just the Thor and Hulk dropped off Yeah, so it's only been broken for like I, a yeah. year, if that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, Martin Coccolo on this is a uh, top choice, and I'm really Coccolo. I really enjoyed it. I we've had him on Thor before. Uh, he did a little bit. Um, when was was that? he a fill-in artist was that during Donny Cates' run? Right at the end of. Not during Donny Kate's run. I think that he did a little bit with uh, uh. Jason Aaron's run. I can't remember. But regardless, um, it's not it's as a good as Nick Klein. Seeing this, mm, I think that that's comparing two different artists. Well, they're both they're both artists. Necessarily a fair comparison. 
I mean, if you have a preference, that's fine. Um, I, I feel like it's it's just a little interesting having this happen so shortly after Kate's well, it's like run, a year like after kind Kate's of coming run. to a very sudden end. Obviously, it's because he went into that. Yeah. Yeah, he was hospitalized because of the car accident and everything, so he's. Yeah. You know, trying to heal up and everything, uh, despite Sean passing along the rumor that he uh, was getting high as fuck on cocaine and buying hookers and getting divorced. Uh, and the two things aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Talk, let's talk about the comment, guys. Let's not talk about Donnie. Let's talk about the comment. Do you feel that uh, Coco's uh, art is kind of like maybe just the, the cover? Uh, that wasn't yes. by Alex Ross. Because it's all kind of has like that, yeah. This all kind of has like an Alex Ross light sort of vibe. The cover is Alex Ross. Like, yeah, you see the Kingdom Come poster. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of glare on that cover. Mm-hmm. It's very shiny. Yeah. Well, it is Alex Ross. You know how he is. Yeah. Um, I found the narration, the dialogue. Bit a bit too genius. Shakespeare-y and you know it's kind of like this is yeah this is how they would talk if they were people from North Norse mythology I didn't really have an issue it with was, it I, I kind of thought about um, no, it was a little J. Much Michael Straczynski's well. it was fine but like it just made it a little I don't read a lot I don't read a lot of Thor so it's just it's a lot to take I feel like Donny Cates did it in a less severe way Hmm. Yeah. Um. So this whole time, or throughout this issue, Loki is narrated. Loki has gained the power of the Utgard, I suppose, because there's Utgard Loki, but I'm not sure if that is separate from the Loki that we are seeing. This, um. What's the way? This two-spirited Loki, who is both god and goddess. That's a good way of putting that. But the the Loki that we see at the end, that is, you know, calling Gaia sister, is like a different sort of Loki. Yeah, it seems like it. Mm -hmm. But um, the Loki that we see has gained power, and it's all a show. Uh, they say, you know, I, I got this staff from the Collector and it will help me to magic the road back together. They are narrating it themselves at the same time. Saying like, oh, it's just a prop for you know another power that I've gained. But that's still kind of a mysterious sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I guess it will be made clear in time, but yeah. Which, yeah, is kind of a repeated thing throughout the issue, which is basically Loki saying, are you getting it yet? Do you understand yet? Is this making sense? Are you in on the joke yet? No, I'm not. Yeah, I didn't love this. A bit of the language that was used, the writing style... It made it a little denser too. Yeah. Yeah. It's tedious. 
it's confusing. Like, obviously it's the first issue. It sets up the actual conflict well. But it's also, just I'm confused why Loki is now a woman. I know... It's I know they you are not do change... Not a woman. Yeah, I know they do, Man but why... I don't really understand, because in their solo series, they're currently male-ish. And in the last Thor series, they were also So here's the thing. Also in the Matt Fraction run... In the Matt Fraction run... Shut up. In the Matt Fraction run, um, Loki had been a female presence. And it's kind of established that... I think that Josh actually put it best. Loki is more two-spirit than anything. And... It, is more fluid in appearances. I mean, obviously we've seen Loki as a child as well. And I think it's more keeping consistency with some of the, how can I put this? Certain translations of old mythology did not make it clear whether or not Loki was one or the other. And some people have been led to believe that that meant that Loki has been represented in multiple forms. Other people think it was just a mistranslation. Um, Matt Fraction kind of leaned into that and said, well, fuck it. Like, it's, he's, Loki's a god. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. The fluidity there is, is completely fine. So sometimes they're a woman, sometimes they're a man, sometimes okay. they're a child. There are various forms. And this is leaning more into that... And knowing Al Ewing, <clears throat> this is going to be something that really delves into the actual Norse mythology, which I'm really pumped for because I feel like if there's going to be someone who does a really good job of bringing comic booky nonsense, the best parts of that, mm. with mythos like that, it's going to be someone like him. And he's done a really great job of doing that before not specifically mythology but just being able to bring something that can be a little bit convoluted like religious mythology uh say for example with immortal hulk bringing it into the comics i'm i'm pumped for that i know that you guys didn't weren't that big a fan of the language that was used for this but i feel yeah. like it was fitting i don't feel like it was that hard to read i think there's you know like i said it's just not something i'm used to this yeah type of talk and I understand that it fits in with Thor. I think there are some good things that are done in here. You know, they Al Ewing seems very knowledgeable of the lore for Thor, uh, where this Utgard god, who is a god to gods as gods are to humans, mortals, <coughs> is named Toranus. 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 Yeah. And uh, at one point... Um, Gaia and Utgard Loki are talking and she mentions like not to be confused with Tenorus you know that troll dude that Thor had to face at one point I had to go look that up and that's also mm. something from North, Norse mythology that has been used previously in Thor mm. so it seems like he really knows his stuff here for this well, what's interesting is the insinuation here, because he calls himself the, the guard Thor, right? Mm -hmm. I feel... Sorry? Carry on. So, when you do a search 
Proto-Celtic Toranos is the name. Latin would be Toranus. Uh, Toranus would be the Celtic Celtic yep. uh, historic one. Basically, it's Jupiter. That's what you would want to make that comparison to. And this is kind of what I'm talking about, of bringing that convoluted stuff together. Because there are so many other uh, beliefs out there that, for example, we've got Gaia. But it's G-A-E-A, -E which kind of implies that it's going to be proto-Celtic or mm. maybe even old Greek because of the Titans. So <clears throat> he's delving into... The fact that there are different names, but very incredibly similar deities within one another. So, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with this. Especially with the insinuation that there's going to be multiple deities that have never been touched upon. Gods that are older than Norse mythology. Gods that rank higher than Norse mythology. Maybe he's going to make these characters more mythological and... Uh, in representation compared to the comic book representation, mm -hmm. which I'm curious to see about. Like, is there going to be a more traditional, like, Odin that steps down and uh, mm -hmm. has an interaction as compared to the comic book Odin that we see? I kind of want to yeah. see what's going to happen with that. I'm very curious. Yeah. It seems like there's some a great deal of... Uh, not world building, but plot made just out for this. So I, I would yeah. like to see what happens next. I have a higher like for this than you guys, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I have an appreciation for it. It's just not really for me. Like, the idea that there's a higher level of gods to the gods is an interesting concept. Um, it seems like maybe Donnie Gates was going to. Yeah, because they mentioned the Black Winter the that... in this, which is the thing Donnie Gates was setting up. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the way that uh, Hulk had different levels of power, and he was uh, confronting whatever Hulk power there was. Not mm -hmm. quite Hulk gods, but other versions. The Tyrant... Tyrannus? Tyrannos. Tyrannos, that's what it was. Um, has that giant wheel that he carries with him. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's from like a carriage or like a, a uh, I can't think of the name of the uh, the water wheel that they use at mills, perhaps. I think they're just called water wheels. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's what that's supposed to be. It, it looks more like a carriage, carriage wheel. It's kind of mm. odd. Yeah. Well, this they actually fits again with what you're going to see depicted with this deity, because if you look at this Wikipedia page, for example. Um, you're going to see an image of uh, him holding a wheel and a thunderbolt, which is 100% uh, accurate. And I'll send you the Wikipedia uh, right now. You'll see what I'm talking about. I'm also pumped about the fact that they are going to be referring to these deities as elder gods, which, listen, I'm all about yeah. Yeah, a, a concept yeah. of, of hierarchy when it comes to like elder gods and eldritch speak and what have you i'm pumped about um, that man association with the wheel okay specifically for a chariot wheel. all right i wasn't sure mm -hmm. if it was supposed to be like the mast 
that you use to navigate a ship, but it seems more just, just a wheel. The wheel represents a wheel. It's just a wheel. I think... It's just a wheel, guys. Yeah. Uh, just go on some something I did, like... Sorry. Go on. The only other thing... <laughs> the only other thing I was going to ask about was uh, at one point Thor is just kind of enjoying Earth in New York and he's partying it up. Sean sent a picture, you know, where he's just drinking soda. His hand just says soda. Uh, but there's a poster in the background that says Cyclops was right. Wasn't sure if you guys noticed um, that part. I didn't Any? notice that, but that I like that. Do you have any idea what that's even... Jesus Christ, do you read comics? No, I don't read a lot of X-Men Fuck. stuff. What, what was Cyclops right about? Oh, all right, Ugh. so in 2012, there was an event called Avengers vs. X-Men where the Phoenix Force uh, comes down and uh, imbues the Phoenix Force powers into mutants such as Cyclops, Magic, Namor... And during that event, Cyclops kills Professor Xavier. When that happens, a lot of people kind of chalk it up to the Phoenix Force. But after the Phoenix Force is removed from Cyclops, you find out that he's kind of going on his own path and is saying, no, like we are fighting too hard to appeal to humans and I'm not going to do that anymore. So he joins up with Magneto, starts up his own school for mutants with Magneto. And that's where the whole Cyclops was right thing kind of comes in. Where for a little while, Bendis was writing all new X-Men and Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny X-Men was focused on Cyclops and Magneto and their journey. And the others were about the old 1960s X-Men coming into the future uh, or the present for us to try to prevent Cyclops from getting to that point. Trying to change the past in order to change the future that kind of mentality um i really loved it i thought it was a very well done run uh and i think it was one of the first times that we had seen cyclops be as interesting as he was so if you ever see a shirt that says magneto was right that's typically older uh and something that was worn by quentin choir uh during jason aaron's wolverine and the x-men run uh, and then from there was Cyclops was right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good run. I strongly recommend it. Yeah. Okay. So here's another thing. Don't judge me. Um, it just, I don't see Thor in this outfit very often. That's like one of his more original outfits. And it only occurred to me looking at the Thor outfit and then realizing that Jack Kirby was the, uh, original artist for Thor that those I see those white whatever circles on his outside and I'm like that does look very Kirby-esque but the way he draws mm-hmm. technology and the way he has those circles it's a very Kirby-esque thing mm-hmm. so I just kind of like no I mean that's I just kind of like back calculated my way into being like oh yeah you know that's a Kirby thing oh right Kirby made Thor Full yeah. circle. Full circles. Yes. Sean I was just going to praise the art. I think it captures the slightly more Kirby-esque fun stuff, like these big, bold, bright colours and him swinging through the air with a smile on his face. 
But then when it's the Utgard Thor stuff, it gets so dark and crazy and it's all these black and whites and it looks phenomenal. And I just love the way it yeah. can this artist manages to do both of the both sides of the coin so well. Mm. I agree. And it's just the one artist? Um, I believe Coca-Cola. so, yeah. Coca-Cola. Also, you were talking about like backdrop stuff. When the city's coming to falling apart, and you see the little minotaur with Roxxon on there, Chef's Kiss, love that, absolutely love that. Please tell me you know what that's from. Which thing? Uh, there's an image of the city falling apart, and you see a sign that says Roxxon, and it's a picture of a minotaur. I thought minotaurs had nose rings. Oh, I wondered what that was. I think that's just a horny cow. <sighs> I saw it and I knew it had to be something, but I didn't. I don't read much Marvel, Tyler. It is the worst comic book readers I've ever. Oxen. Yeah, that doesn't say rocks, and it says oxen. You're just, you guys, you guys are just so fucking just. God, I hate you both so goddamn much. So, Roxon is the energy corporation that was the catalyst for a series of events uh, during. Matt Fraction's run and Jason Aaron's run, especially during Jason Aaron's run. It's run by a Minotaur who takes the shape of a man. He typically will come into the form of a Minotaur, usually interacting with the Dark Elves, especially during the introduction of Jane Foster Thor. Jesus fucking Christ, go read a comic book. I don't care for your tone. Give you some tone. Uh huh. Some, some tone, Aaron. Yeah, me and Josh don't read much Marvel cool. because we have. Anyways. Taste. You guys don't... No, you just don't read. You have kids? I, I said didn't you taste. just say we have kids? <laughs> taste. Okay. Surprise, guys. <laughs> I'm like, okay, tell me about your kids. <laughs> Sean! To be honest with you... Sean! To be honest with you, I can kind of see Sean being one of those guys who, like gets a girl pregnant when they're both teenagers and it's just like, ooh, that's that sounds like a like a you problem. Alright, I'm just gonna we'll give you a fifty quid well, make this problem go away. Fifty quid and we'll give you fifty quid, make it go away, eh? <laughs> Is that how much an abortion costs in uh, England? Is that what you think, Josh? They have free health care. It doesn't cost them anything, it's just more like for your No 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 your time. No no no. There's no no no. They still when have you to guys pay pay your doctors and you have to pay the ridiculous medical fees do you also are you also expected to tip your doctors <laughs> your country just tips everyone you're like thank you here is only if it's an abortion you're like thank you for your service here is forty dollars thanks for a job well done here's a here's a <laughs> here's a tenner appreciate right. you <laughs> hour and 20 minutes in we're two comics down almost two comics down <laughs> i've named tyler Sorry, so um, I can't pick I you think, up from school. I think Donny Cates' Thor was exactly. a lot better than this. A lot more enjoyable, a lot more fun. It was. This is just getting that. started. Maybe. We'll see where it goes, but right now I didn't love it. Yep. I think the dialogue was a bit too old-timey, a bit too tedious, like you said. We'll see how it goes. Like The yep. idea of the mm. higher gods is cool. We'll see. 
I, I can see that there's been a lot of work put into this. It's just yeah. not quite for me. Mm. You're hurting mm. Tyler. He's going to hurt even more Here's in a second. 7.25. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was good, but I didn't love it. It was fine. There, I, I didn't love it, but there's enough to appreciate and see that they put a lot of love and work into this. That like, I, I would still give this like an eight two five. So you're saying, yeah, I was so Josh, you're saying like it's point two five solid worse than Penguin. Okay. Yes. I mean, I wasn't entirely in love with Penguin either, but it's still okay. That's right. fine. I'm in the minority here. I mean, these guys are great writers. Al Ewing, Tom King. Like, even when it's bad, it's not terrible. It's still good. But just not, like, Fair enough. for me. Dark Knights of Steel, number 12 by... Shut up. My score was uh, 8.5. <laughs> Shut up. Next. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel, number 12. Uh, Tom Taylor, Yasmin Putri. Uh, colorist is Arif Prianto. Letter is Wes Abbott. Let's uh, let's finish it this has up. Been this one has taken years and years. Two it's years. Been Eighty-four years. It's been I, Eighty-four long. Years. We started November of twenty twenty-one. Jesus Christ. Yep. I gotta ask. I liked was it. Was it worth the wait? Not. It really. wasn't worth the wait, but I still liked it. Nothing yeah. should take that long to come out. Unless yeah, it's a two-year-long issues. series. Yeah. Not a 12-issue series. Every this, other month this also we got had a fill-in artist on one issue. Yeah. yeah. We had a one-shot, And a nice. weird bonus, yeah, the one-shot. That was strange. So finally, yeah. we get the war between the white Martians and the kingdoms of El, the kingdom of Thunder or Lightning, whatever it's called. And the Amazons. The Jeffersons. Keeping up with the Jeffersons. Keeping up with the Jeffersons. Those are the aliens, right? The Jeffersons. They're black, what? Tyler. They're not aliens. Hmm? Huh? Black? No, they're white. Black lightning? Aliens are white. Black lightning. Those are the, oh, Jeffers those are the Jeffersons. Yeah. Makes sense. Holy crap. Read a fucking comic, you nerd. Eh. I don't know if I want to anymore after talking to you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, anyway. Uh, what what even is there to say about this? Waller and I really don't know. Protex have their attack. Yeah, Amanda Waller's playing both sides, so she always comes out on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool that they got Captain Cold. To be like a, a mage. wizard, to that makes a, a, wizard. a mage. Yeah, that's it, Captain Cold. He's still captain. Could have come up with something. Well, he's. Good. I guess it's in an army. I guess it's that just counts. cool names. Cool. It's alliterative. Yeah. 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 It would have been cool to see the rest of the Suicide Squad, or even like, you know, friends of Captain Cold. It's just like. Captain Cold we're, and we're, friends. We're keeping that for the next series that comes out because it seems like Tom King wants to continue. 
Tom Taylor wants to continue this. Let's talk about let's talk yeah, about this story first. I don't before really know we get why because and what could come next. Yeah. So it's an all out battle and they are able to lure Protex and his people away. Yes. Amanda Waller basically wants Excuse me. The, the White Martians to kill everyone but her kingdom. And then it's like you can take the rest of the planet, do what you want, live your life, but my people are safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have this fight. So Protex and his people follow the Kryptonians and the Amazons, the other superpowered people away to a slumbering volcano. And for some reason they yes. have these you know, they have these kryptonite swords that basically don't really affect any of the Kryptons. Kryptonians. That seems kinda weird. Well, I think the idea is that that's yeah, too that far away strange, for it to really I... affect them. Because they're flying around heat visioning heat visioning yeah. them from So the basically distance. Yeah. Yeah. And there's giant Yeah. The cat monsters and then a giant tornado comes and then uh when things got knocked into yeah. 12th gear you know what's weird a mexican armada shows up yeah with weapons made from yeah. to- I, tomatoes and you better bet your bottom i did like how this story kind of came full business. circle because they take they lead the white martians to the volcano that the elves saved them from in the flashback mm-hmm. which was a nice yeah. little pay off there yeah it it's odd that they have just such a massive cast of characters that they can't even show all of them in this like we had this whole thing about the teen titans and they're nowhere to be seen in this issue they were in the first the robins all out actual teen titans the teen titans live with the kents it's been too long since the last issues uh, yeah, that was how like do you expect me to remember that, Josh? I think. Yeah, all the way back in like January of this year, I suppose. Um, it would have been good just to see them, like maybe in the background. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, they kind of cast Protex and the other surviving White Martians into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, who knew you could just forge your own device? Kryptonian magic instead of Kryptonian science. Magic. Yes, right. Using Kryptonian magic, the shapeshifter, set far away. Realm of things. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kara just... Or no, sorry. Wonder Woman uh, gets the name of one of these white Martians before she beheads it. Graz, is that supposed to have any meaning? Z? No, it's just I think it's just meant to be as like she Graz says, like, it's just meant to be a cautionary tale, just yeah. using his name. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel well, like we've got this more was a very to talk about. Ambitious. Alfred decides to confront Amanda Waller because he knows that she's betrayed them, and Amanda Waller sets him on fire. Mm-hmm. What does she even do to set him on fire? <laughs> it's like um, that was on her in Rick and Morty issue. when he breaks I... into the it's president's office. And it's like, if you touch me, you'll die. And the guard touches him and just like falls over dead. And it's like, what kind of like 
What was that? Death? What kind? Instant. <laughs> She's just coated in yeah. a flammable substance. Right. Well, there was a spell. Placed if that on issue, her. yeah, if issue at eleven come out last month, I might. But yeah, we no, do get a great little homage to okay. um, Superman Brainiac by Jeff Johns, where Bruce hears Alfred dying and flies back just to see him die. And in Brainiac, it was Clark hearing John Kent having a heart attack, and he like flies so back so fast, like. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere oh. like ignites around him. Oh, okay. Nope, don't remember that. I you said Brainiac, spoiler, whatever, and I was just looking for like three green dots on somebody's head the whole time. Yeah, well, I kind of was too. Story arc. Um, yeah, the Superman Bra- Brainiac. It was good. Mm-hmm. So, this. Here's the thing. This is a very ambitious story to take the entirety of the DC universe and put them in this story. I feel like it would have been wiser to be very, very selective about the cast that you do have show up. Because while the collection of characters that were put into the forefront were utilized in a way that I would say is fairly well. It definitely felt confusing to me why Harley Quinn kept showing up. Because she's like the fourth pillar as like of DC. this character, like yeah, breaking yeah, the like fourth wall. At the end, that when she's they... even made a part of the. I league think Tom Taylor just yeah. enjoys writing her because he made her a big like, part of what, Injustice what? as well. Yeah. Yeah, but in Injustice, at least there's like actual interaction yeah. with her with other characters. Well, she just like Constantine and Lois can bridge the gap between the two nations. Like she's not a leader of the nation, so they can actually communicate with her, listen, and not seem like she has her own agenda to help the elves. I suppose. Like she she's bridging the gap between a lot of folks. Like there's Poison Ivy who's basically like in her own right, her own kingdom. Um, if you look at this last page where you know it's talking about we formed the league and everyone's basically like staring forward out of the page at you know what would be the camera, uh, but Ivy and Harley are both looking at each other instead. Okay. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not quite breaking the fourth wall, but it's also kind of like going against the sort of. If anything, they're uh, the only ones not breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, that's true. Where, where is it? What show did that? Something did that where a character's like looking at the camera and it's like, "What are you? What are you looking at?" I can't remember what, what the it hell was. are you looking at right now. Yeah. Who are you talking to? Yeah. There's been a couple, but I know... I'm trying to recall the one you're thinking of as well. Uh, I think... Regardless, I agree with what you said. This is a massively ambitious series. Like... I think the delays hurt it badly. But I still yes. feel like it yeah. told a really strong story and had a lot of fun ideas that it executed well. You compare this to Marvel's Dark Ages, and it's night and day. This had a decent, satisfying conclusion. Yes. Jesus. 
How dare you speak their name in front of well, It was written of by Tom Taylor, and that's why I wanted to draw the comparison. Jesus Christ. It was meant to be a longer series, and he got a DC exclusive contract. He and moved. Just kind of wrapped it up. Um. Yeah. He's like effort. Like not happening here. Yeah, I think if this is the story, you could hand to someone and say, "Read this," and it would work well. I feel like absolutely. Yeah, I, think I feel this like will the delays be a lot better really, really yes. hurt this series because even us, like people who knew all the I references, also feel like... knew the characters already we couldn't even follow what was going on because it was so long between each issue. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think uh, Putri Prianto did a really good job because uh, I think this, I mean, it's good art, but it seems like it's been very and this is, consistent. This was Yasmin Putri's first interior work on a book. She was a cover artist before this. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I Yeah. Maybe it's improved over the course. Uh but it seems rather... It seems like it. There was one fill-in artist on issue 7, I think. Hmm. Yeah. But no, I I love this. Um, yes. I can't say that I loved it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I was able to get from it. But, I, you know, just having to... Like I said, the delays so killed it. But it from a story very... point of view... It's true. I... It's yeah. It's so creative. And I remember as we were reading each issue, we were kind of pointing like, "Oh, they've taken this character and put them into this archetype," and we were, we really enjoyed kind of picking it apart. Yeah. Yeah. But I gotta ask. I mean, realistically, what was the? It just doesn't necessarily feel like there was all that much of a point to it. Like you got this really interesting concept for a plot, and it just it feels like it was so heavily overshadowed by all of these twisty like ooh look what I did with this I turned Lex Luthor into the Joker mixed with the Green Lantern and then Green Lantern then he was killed so that was kind of pointless and then they just used that Green Lantern ring by the White Martians who by the way it's Alfred is a Martian there were were plot twists uh, but it was this Elseworld Queen is dead yeah, but there were so but many. I still had fun with it. Mm-hmm. I also feel like a lot of the characters felt very two-dimensional because of the size of the Some, cast. Yeah. We don't really get very we much. We don't really have a chance to explore any of them, but like, it wasn't an intimate character <laughs> you, piece. You really rely on all... You really rely on already having yeah. characterization. Amanda Waller doesn't exactly. change much when you transfer her over to this, so you just have to know who she yeah. is and what she does. You also have to rely on your own personal emotional investment into these already established characters in order to feel anything. Like, I didn't really feel all that much when Alfred died at the end because he's two characters merged in one and it just kind of happened. And we only just recently found out that he was a Martian. We just found out that. Okay, but counterpoint. This is still better than main continuity's Alfred's death. unquestionable yeah i loved the art i loved the plot i definitely felt like this was fairly forgettable if i'm being honest i enjoyed it more than you did i yeah i think it's fun and i'm going to give it a rating of this was fun you can enjoy it for that 
but there's not much else that you can really get out of it. There's not going to be a moment here where I say, this is this character's best representation. This was the most unique plot I've seen with this. It felt like a lot of very stereotypical fantasy tropes, but I can't, fl I can't fault it for the fact that it is, in fact, fun. So I'm going to give it an 8, and I'm going to say um, that's all I... Is that whole series an 8? What do you think about the finale on its own? I think that the finale on its own felt, again, overly ambitious. It felt like they probably could have taken the last two issues to really set the stage a little bit more. I feel like the reveal with Amanda Waller probably should have happened with issue 10 instead of 11. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like having more time on page to have you feel the consequences of all of the actions uh, of these characters, of the, of the events really just happening, should have been fleshed out a bit more. And I feel like looking back on issues prior, I'm just wondering why we spent so much time on things that ultimately just did not matter, like the Lex Luthor, Joker, Green Lantern reveal. Like, it just didn't feel like there was a point. Yeah. You always have to have the big bad sort of hiding out unknown until the end. Like, you think it's one Here's bad. The big bad. You think you have one big bad, and then it changes to somebody else. No, it turns out it's Superman. He's bad. But wait, no. Yeah. It's Lex Luthor, Joker, I, Green Lantern. I but wait, no, that's he's dead. It's the White Lanterns. They yeah. were there the whole time. Yeah. I keep looking at this Dan Mora cover. And it's so strange. Like, Superman looks more like Shazam in this. Uh, it's like they said they gave Dan Moore an idea and maybe let him read an issue or two. But, like, all of the armor these folks have, like Batman's costume, Superman's costume, Alfred's costume, is still just slightly different from the costumes that we get inside this issue. And I know it's a cover thing, but it seems kind of odd to have that difference and in addition to that like i mentioned the teen titans and we have beast boy here as a dragon you see green arrow at least in profile so it's just kind of a an odd cover choice i mean i don't mind it necessarily too much and it kind of makes me think of dan moore's cover for um that Once fantasy series he did Thank you. Oh, okay. Yes. And there was an issue where, yeah. And there was an issue where Beast Boy did turn into a dragon. I do remember that. But so. I feel like this was a better choice of cover, considering it doesn't really reveal too much about what happens here. Yeah. As a finale, I think it gave a satisfying payoff. It didn't kind of have to jump through too many hoops. It had a satisfying conclusion and it also didn't just immediately set up a sequel there are some threads there that could continue forward but if this was a standalone thing forever i feel like it it does wrap everything up amanda waller's being amanda waller yeah could we see that plot progress yes but at the end of the day it's amanda waller being amanda waller and the kingdom's now at peace yeah as a finale i think it did everything it needed to for now 
so it's like an 8.75 and I'm giving the whole series the same I yeah I mean I like that you are looking at I it might through rose tinted glasses I love this I definitely need to go back and reread it. I'm going to go back and reread it at some point. I mean, it's a very satisfactory conclusion. As you said, it ties up most of the loose ends, leaves minor stuff that could be followed up with if they chose to. Uh, I mean, the ending is more of like 8.5 for me. The series as a whole is somewhere around 8.75 over there. I like how when I Tyler would, disagrees with us, he just pulls these faces not, that make us feel wrong. Uh, we just I just don't I don't understand how you can I would like, really I would like to punch him in the dick. I feel like we all have a lot of the same complaints. I'd like to change my Thor rating to a six. Scores. We have different complaints from you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. This, you know, it's not uh, black label. This is its own sort of thing. Uh, but this really does have the feel of like an yeah. Elseworlds comic from well, days is. of past. Yeah. Without it being labeled an Elseworlds book, which, yes. by the way, is completely free to do. It's not going to cost you money to label it as Elseworlds. Yeah. It's just, li- just a little free limited tip for you, uh, DC. Just as yep. limited series. It doesn't even get its own sort yep. of symbol here, which it could. Sim- if you could do some sort of like Trinity symbol here but have it be like a medieval trick that would have been cool cool. yeah Yeah. dope so up next on the list we have got night terrors number four uh by josh williamson i'm so Uh, excited giuseppe came coley and casper fingard why are you excited it's over (laughs) but not quite nearly it's nearly over fuck what is this it, I think it's it, over, but not. At some point in this issue, it says like hour seven of the nightmare, and nowhere in any of the previous issues has it been like yeah. here we are in hour number three or four. It's, it's month. It just wants to let you know, I don't guys. That being this whole event now. only lasts for like one night, for one night only. It's month two of the nightmare for us. Publishing time, but it's just one night. Casper yes. Wingard is too good. For it's also story. some very bland, forgettable work from Giuseppe Camoncoli. This is also written by Josh Williams. Did you do the intro mm-hmm. credits thing? Okay, cool. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. You can definitely, I know you don't listen to there's anything a third, I said. There's a third there? artist on here. Like, you can definitely Maybe. tell. Yeah. Uh, I think there is. Are we sure? No, there isn't. It looks very rough in places. Yeah, you can definitely. Tell no, there is. It's Stefano well. Nessi. What? Yeah, you were right. There's a third artist. Stefano yeah, so Nessie. this issue. Nessie. Yeah. So you can definitely point out who's. Yeah, so this issue deals with them, Dead Man, Sandman, and Damien kind of going to Arkham Tower to find Insomnia, and while there, they've yeah. gotten the nightmares. And as they get closer, they start experiencing more and more nightmares. Like Damien kind of goes under and he's sleepwalking a little bit. And, but we get a flashback to Insomnia's origin, and we predicted it last week, or whenever the last issue came out, that it was yeah. Dark Knight's metal that killed the parent, that killed his family. Josh predicted yep. it, and he didn't even read that event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, well done, Josh. Nope. <laughs> 
he, like he I predicted read it and he doesn't even read comics. Yeah. It's like I read comics. Nah, not really. Whatever. So, I think that the way I would describe what's happening at DC right now is, do you remember that Whitest Kids You Know skit where Trevor busts into the room of Hollywood executives and he's like, I got a bunch of really cool I'm ideas, not check it out. So finished! Exactly. He busts in there and he's like, yeah, okay, so you, this guy, right, he invents a time machine, goes back in time, goes to go visit the dinosaurs, right? And then they try to kick off one of the dinosaurs because they're like, we got to make sure the time changes. Okay. It was cold uh, this morning. Now it's hot. It was freezing this morning. That's Weird. so crazy. <laughs> it was 50. I know. It's like temperature changes. Now it's 80. Yeah. It's going to be uh, 100 uh, degrees at my in my area. I hate it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I want to die. Yeah. Um, thanks. So... Then he's like, oh, yeah, we got to push the dinosaur off the edge. And then it starts floating. It's like, oh, dinosaurs are actually aliens. Like, that's what it feels like. Well, we've been aliens the whole time. The whole time. That's what it feels like is going on with DC, where they're just like, okay, well, this one, check it out. So there's this guy. He's like, it's like a nightmare. He's like, his family died from uh, Dark Knight's death metal. And then, like, he went into a coma a little bit, but it's not a real coma. And he's like inside of a dream because he's got to find the stone in order to make sure that he can, for reasons. And the Lazarus juice. He got rained on by the Lazarus juice. But the only people that can stop him are Sandman, raised back from the dead as a zombie, and also Dead Man. But he's uh, haunted inside of Batman's body. Boom! There you go. Instantly Dope. done. Josh Williamson's like, "Give it to me. I want it." And this guy, you know, they tied him up and made him sleep all the time inside of Arkham, and he cut off his eyelids. But when he sleeps, his eyes are covered. Yes, makes. Yeah. So that's the issue. Uh, six out of ten. Next. And it was all a trap. It was a trap to get Dead Man to bring him the Nightmare Stone. He tortured everybody for, yes. for the lulls. For the lulls. Yeah, just because. Just, just um, for a little laugh. Yeah, so now everyone's you know? awake again, but the nightmares have become real. Yeah. He sacrificed himself to live as a nightmare yeah. in the real world. Which is just like some real edgy... Shit. And I know I asked you guys this last week, or whenever the last issue was. Do we think we would have enjoyed this more if it didn't have so many tie-ins and didn't unhinge the whole DC line for two months? Or derail the whole DC line? No. Nope. Fair enough. It's just not good. I really want you to tell me that this individual like, four-issue story would have been at all... I I don't know. If it maybe it was written by Because I feel else. like I'm going into it with such a negative mindset that I couldn't let myself enjoy it even if I tried. Yeah. I don't know. If it was just yeah. a four-issue miniseries that didn't derail the line, I don't know if it would have been better. But it's not even Sorry, a four-issue issue miniseries. Yeah. It's a six-issue... Yeah. Like we got this the prelude is not a conclusion the in the slightest. No. Uh, this is what every DC. This is what happens with. Every it's okay. DC we've though. got a three-month break until the next one. Yep. Not even. I don't think. It's just like September and October, and then the next event is in November. It's like two months, man. Castro I need Wingard to go read um, this book. Yeah. Homesick pilots, thank you. Homesick pilots. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got you. Um. Anything else? Four. Anything four. you could possibly say at all? 
Four. Or? Four. Four? Yes. You're saying the number four. Four out of ten. Four? Thor. Thor. Thor? Thor, Thor, Thor out of ten. Mjolnir out of ten. Mjolnir. Jonathan Casper Wingard gets 3.75 of the... No, he gets all four of the fours. Yeah. Because nothing else in that book deserves oh a point. God. The bat gun. Yeah. Nope. This is terrible. It's god awful. One of the worst things. What is Josh uh, Wilson doing? Too much. Josh, yeah. I know what's going on. Joshua Williamson has been toying around with ChatGPT, but then he got like he went from ChatGPT four to ChatGPT three. Yeah, no, for real. So I have bad news for it's, you guys. There's more issues yeah. coming. It's been it's been upgraded to no, ongoing. This was rated higher. Oh god, this was rated higher on League of Comic Geeks than Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, but what? how many people are rating it? 223 people. And how many people did Dark Knights of Steel? Uh, 186, I think. Um, I don't know. Hang on. On uh, Comic Book Roundup, this got a 6.4, and Dark Knights of Steel got an 8.6. Well, then I like that. So there you go. Yeah. I feel like there's a weird I just don't really understand the mentality here because we have the same attitude towards his Superman run where we're all just like this isn't good but people seem to genuinely like it and I don't understand because it's this is not good like this isn't even really fun no like would you say that this is at all something that you could just be like la 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 I'm on the train this is fun I mean there's always like one maybe two pages that are fun yeah in any issue like issue three we had the dead man batman costume <laughs> with robin which was i would call that at yeah. least cool and interesting yeah but like i can just go to a convention and then request that to be made yeah. as a single page and then just be like that's cool and then yeah. i move on you know what i mean it's no not great it's really just not i don't understand we need a (laughs) guys we need a coma patient to wake up from the 90s so that we can be like hey read this comic tell me does this seem better or worse than the comics that you're used to i already said four can we move on please yeah i'd like to deal uh, next, Night Terror Action Comics number two by Leah Williams, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Vasco Georgiev, Miko Suyan, and Figo. Um, the Leah Asi- Williams Power Girl story Asi- was not good. The Philip Kennedy Johnson Cyborg Superman story was kind of fun. Five. Move yeah, but on. Ultimately, it kind of. <laughs> I didn't even want to read this second issue. I just didn't care about this at all. And I'm kind of confused, mostly because the first one, like at least, was interesting with Kennedy Johnson. And both of these stories, I, I haven't seen this in any of the other number twos, but both of these stories lead into something else. Power Girl leads into something with that, you know, cyborg Fisher, the super teen stuff leads on to 
Blue Earth. I think that's the next dark in, that, in yeah. action comics. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Are are we ever going to get back to? I mean, at least they acknowledged that Oten or whatever the boy's name is has still been like possessed by this old god. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. go back to Maybe whatever the... that story is with the not Infinity yeah. Stones. It's weird. No. Also, Can't not wait. the best Any arc by. Yeah, go ahead. No. No, I'm good. No. <laughs> Alright, 5 out of 10. Next, Detective Comics. Night Terrors, Detective Comics. Uh, Dan Waters, Ricardo Federici, and someone. Something, something Anderson. Uh, Mike Perk. No. Yes, Mike Perkins and Stefano. This is the best tie in by a good margin. Good long margin. Josh looks sad. Yeah. And it's a It it was fine. I it's a nightmare. I didn't expect or suspect that Barbara Gordon would have been the person that was the uh, instigator of this whole the catalyst shenanigan. Yeah. She came and convinced these people to wish for their wildest desires to help Gotham. And she wore a mask to do it for some stupid reason. Like, stuff makes sense in hindsight. You know, why they would share their gift with Jim Gordon, because he's blood relatives with one of the magic casters. Why would Oracle do magic? It's a nightmare. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. I still feel like the writing... While some of the plot ideas were a bit questionable, I feel like the writing was still good. I was compelled. I was engaged with it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I also also feel like Federici just kind of saves the majority of anything that comes out there. Like, you could put put him on a book with fucking... God, I can't even think of Scott a Lobdell. just bad writer off the top of my head right now. But just anybody. Ooh. Yeah, actually, I agree. I think that it would be that much, that that salvageable, realistically. Yeah. And I'm always, I'm enraptured by his art, realistically. But I still do just feel like, as a one shot, like by itself, standalone, cool, like ah, fun, cool, interesting written very well i kind of liked the narrative it felt like there was some symbolism there with the fact that barbara was found lying on the ground with her stomach open considering that's like where she was kind of shot yeah broken in uh, half by the joker yeah um but i mean ultimately it's not something that i would say this is i feel like this could have been i still had fun with it i feel like this at least ties into detective comics somewhat and Kind of gives you an insight into Jim Gordon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And somehow the Pentapriests are now characters forever. They may not have existed before, but now yeah. they exist forever. Forever. They Always. didn't exist before, but now they have I like existed. how it kind of went back to a period I thought had been just completely brushed over and forgotten about with the super heavy Batman. I never thought that would yeah. be shown mm-hmm. again, except maybe seeing the costume in like one of the big splash pages of the Batcave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. 
and uh, I actually did not mind that story arc. I still think Scott Snyder did one of the best Batman runs yeah, of all time. but it was uneven, and yeah. the weird eternal events they kept shoving in there hurt it. Do we know yeah, who the uh, guy at the end here is? No. That's getting the watch? No idea. It felt like something out of Hellraiser. Like, what is your pleasure, sir? Like, that's what that felt like. Like, it was all just circular. Um, I guess just because it was at least somewhat interesting and the art was good. Seven? Sure. Two, five? Seven, five? This whole event is skippable. I'll go with that. This is not something I will ever recommend to anyone. If if someone... Yeah. It will be forgotten forever. If someone asked me to rank... To recommend them 1,000 comics, this wouldn't be in there. If they ever come out with Night Terrors 2, you run. You run in the opposite direction. Yes. Or just protest and just stop buying DC for two months. Which is probably what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm dropping most of my physicals. All right. I think I'm going to stop picking up my physicals except for... I'm going to keep picking up Tom King stuff because I want to keep my collection going of his stuff. Uh, If there's a Dark Knights of Steel sequel, I'll pick that up. And I'm just going to keep picking up Mark Miller stuff. Here's what I think. I think I might also include the little mini issue, like mini series runs that we get, which are mostly Tom King these days. Because uh, let's be honest here, Human Target yeah. is one of the I also want to keep my James Tynan stuff going. Like Anything by the Tom. Something's killing the children, World Tree. He's got the new things coming out soon. Nice house on the lake. Yeah. Which reminds me. Did you. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you caught up on Something's Killing the Children yet? Maybe during my flight. Okay. Um, cool. Cool, because I would like to start talking about that with you. Um, I guess we should mention Firepower. I didn't read 26 it. came out. It sure uh, did. What a what an issue that was. Sure. I've skimmed through it, and I think that the part I liked the most was the beginning, with the conversation with the kids. It seems like and Robert Kirkman that, I didn't really care for touch. much else. Yeah. I, a I, little bit. I read this... I think I read this uh, Wednesday night and it reminded me of something. I think we can probably just spoil this I don't care. for Sean if that's okay. But He's, he doesn't care. Since since Wayloon or whatever his name is figured out how to harness the firepower. They're trying to teach other people to harness the firepower as well. And to Owen's the power wife friendship. Yeah. Owen's wife Kelly is the next person to figure out. The Your wife is also All on Kelly. Her own Did you say Kelly? Yeah. Do you have a firepower? Yeah, and I have a son. Named Why did you Owen. say that name? It's very weird. It's all coming together now. Oh my god, the unibrow <laughs> together. <laughs> I can't brow hard enough now. You're you're like that one. Why did you say uh, that name? Magician guy that's always like pulling a sheet off his nuts. <laughs> I don't know what you're no talking about. You're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you saw as a child in I, Ohio. I understood you know that what? reference. You you keep that to yourself. I am not your. I'm sorry. You don't like cock magic. <laughs> oh boy, Josh. 
Would you say that there's anything important to write home about with the firepower uh, issue? Just that it doesn't make sense. Like, okay, she's a cop. She's, well, in good shape. She's not trained at the Temple of the Fire or the Shadow Clan or whatever, but just being in proximity to Owen has given her the ability to figure out the firepower. Somebody that's not part of the... It's like Shazam. Or like Fast and Furious. Wujitsu. I like that. Yeah. Family. Family. Okay, pick of the week. Yeah. Firepower. I Sorry. I hate you. <laughs> Penguin all what? around. Josh might go Dark Knights of Steel. Penguin? Um. Yeah, uh, Penguin. I don't know. Dark Knights of Steel, like, on the whole, gets a higher rating, but the single issue is a little lower than that. You don't have to justify it to us. You can choose Dark Knights of Steel. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, on the whole, Dark Knights of Steel would rate higher than Penguin, but if it's the pick of the week, just for the single issue, it's going to be the Penguin. Okay, Tyler's gone for Thor. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Immortal Thor uh, because I feel like I enjoyed that more than you guys. I feel like I'm more excited about I, what's going to happen with that yeah. than I am with Penguin. I like Penguin a lot, but I just feel like I liked Immortal Thor than you guys is all. Cool. Next yeah. week's books. We have something Ooh. very kind of random and I don't really know what it is. It is called Plot Holes by Sean Murphy. Written and drawn by, and it comes from the massive oh. publisher that I don't really know what that is. Oh, they publish heavy metal is... and some other stuff. Oh. They're not one I've heard of. Hmm. So this is not part of the no. White Knight, whatever. Thank God. That's like a very typical Sean Murphy head on a not Sean Murphy body. Like his head is too big yeah. for his body. Like an adult head on a teenager's body. But yeah, it's about a squad of fiction. I like some of these random covers. Yeah, it's about a squad of fictional right, fictional warriors who transport themselves into pages of other books, using their unique skills to save the plots in order to stop them being destroyed. And yeah, and oh, the newest recruit is a comic creator who's just realised his world isn't real life. So it sounds like a really fun concept. I need to get this cover. That's oh, it's not. Never mind. <laughs> okay, that's good. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the I thought the cover was um, Scotty Young, uh, but it's Sumira or something. Oh, I see the Scotty Young comparison. Sure. Yeah. Sumariva, John Sumariva did the. Uh, whatever but it's you know calvin and Hobbes style so as like a little mini image it looked very much scotty yeah. young as as you make it larger it's not mm -hmm. whatevs you got the sega genesis game cartridge cover which is kind of cool you can start talking we have over Katsara, universal John. truths number one by chip zadarsky and kagan mcleod this is yeah, Days seven years maybe. after the previous series, it's finally been published. 
Why yeah. is Gandalf naked on the cover? Why not? He's high on drugs. Fair enough. No explanation reader needed. <laughs> um, we have. He's got infinite beard. It, he, you know, oh, they have hammer space. He's got infinite beard space. He just pulls his beard off, make a loincloth, lasso it up, ride the whatever cat tanks. Um, we have Ms. Marvel, the new yeah, number one by Iman Vellani. Gotta read it. Sure. Maybe we'll see. I'm busy next week or this week. Um, <laughs> I'm busy next week. I can't. Tyler uh, has Black one. Hammer, the end, number one. Thank God. Something Josh is very excited for. Oh, actually, that's interesting. Something we all might be excited for because it's, no, it's written by Dan Waters. Um, Action Comics presents Doomsday Special, number one. Cover the cover is atrocious. Nope. I kept meaning to bring that up in any of the DC stuff. Yes. Which was like There's so much day. advertising for it right now. Just today. I, sorry, just this past week. It's a full port push. I have never seen anything like yeah. this before that. But yeah, it's yeah. about Doomsday in Hell. And yeah. Doomsday sits on the throne of skulls across a river of blood holding court over the demons that swarmed the depths of hell, and he may have just found a way back into the land of the living. Plus the return oh, plus the return of Blood But Wind, don't worry, guys. The debut of the Doomhounds and a clue to the next big Superman event. Who is Bloodwind? Ooh. Oh, fucking It's written by I Dan Waters and art by Eddie Barrows. I was not <laughs> We meant to send this contract to Dan Jurians, but somehow it got sent. They just like typed D into the email <laughs> bar, and it just kind of auto filled. They just typed Dan and Dan. Right. Um, and that Dan, yeah, you know, I love how in the advert it says, "In the wake of Dark Crisis and Lazarus Planet, no mention okay. whatsoever of Night Terrors at all." We have like this Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War Battle Lines number one. Which is the first part of the Gotham War event, which we're all very excited for. That looks. It looks yes, so. Yes, that is a very. The horniest. Yes. Yeah. Um, I honestly cannot be bothered with another Gotham event, but here we are. We have something <laughs> kind of exciting. We have The Devil's Cut number one, which is the issue launching the distillery publisher. It's a one-shot setting up a load of the stories um, from writers such as Scott Snyder, Brian Azzarillo, James Tynum IV, Ram V, Stephanie Phillips, and a whole range of other exciting artists like Jock. And is this is this digital? Both. I've already pre-ordered my copy. Okay. Well, if I remember, uh, I didn't see it on the Slide. list before. But it looks like we're also getting World yes. Tree number five. Don't worry, Josh. I'm I'm getting to that. And I I've okay. No, no. Oh, I started with all the issue earlier. number ones. I had them organized properly this time. Ah. Um, we have okay. Marvel okay. Age One Thousand. It's a celebration of the Marvel Age of Comics. Marvel just releasing too many issue one thousands okay. recently. Um, we have 
Yeah, I, they should go yes. back to issue one million. We have finally, finally, Night Terrors Night's End. This is it, the last issue. The event is over with this. This is but the, the actual one. one. Yes. It can't hurt you anymore. Finally, yes. Um, we have the Riddler Year One Number Six, which is the final issue. Uh, I'm surprised that's start. still going on. It was supposed it's to start like last October, September. Yeah, that would make sense. So it started last October and it's finishing in August. So it's taken a little under a year to do. Yeah, but it's been a year and a half since yes. the Batman came out. DC really need to get better at scheduling. I mean, it's yeah. been a Marvel problem, too. We have The Incredible Hulk number three by Philip Kennedy Johnson. That sounds Yay. sarcastic, but I am excited. No, I'm not sarcastic at Josh, all. Josh, we have really World Tree number five. Uh, yes. The end of the story arc. I, I'm reading it with you. Shut yeah. <laughs> uh, I I joined a Discord that discusses World Tree, and some people have gotten advanced. Why did you just fucking tell us? You're telling me you're cheating on us? Yeah, with another comic Discord. Somebody was like, guys, 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 you gotta read number five. You know, it changes everything. The World and Tree like, universe will never be the same again. Uh. <laughs> like, I swear yeah, to God, dude. if you aren't plugging in our podcast into that fucking Discord server, I will melt you down and snort you. I don't well, know why. Well, whenever I went we that do direction. our discussion on issue five, I will plug it there. He gets confused and accidentally starts plugging into Discord during the discussion. And we have The Hunger in the Dusk, number two, by G. Willow Wilson. Something me and Tyler liked enough, I think. I'm Josh, interested to see how it's going to go. Uh, yeah. Oh, you were more I, negative yeah. on it. I was kind of in the I middle, and I think Tyler liked it the most. Mm-hmm. When does Phantom Road come back? November. That's all I've got for uh. this week. Uh, I think that's it for me as well. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's it. So that really sounds like a it. lot of yes, a lot of number ones. Wednesday. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, that means that I can finally get Yay. off of this call and stop talking to you guys. That means it's the end of the episode, and the best thing, the most important thing to talk about uh, after we have been. Uh, after we finish talking to you about all the books we read this week, our ratings, and our picks of the week, as well as what's coming out next week, is for you to give us money. Give us some goddamn yeah. money. This is a cult. and You know how cults are? Every great leader needs a wallet standing right behind him. So be my wallet and go to patreon.com slash cultcomics in order to make your monthly contributions on there. And for the dollar a month or higher level, you can be one of our blood boys and give me the money I need so I can stop actually uh, sending money to the government. I will collect it into a private bank account uh, I created over uh, from Swiss, Switzerland, Swiss, the Swiss people. I, I hear we can uh, buy, like, a compound in, like, Idaho, because Idaho isn't real. It's just a potato on yeah, the map. That's all we buy is. land on a potato. A racist we potato. We feed off the land. We feed? I don't want to live off potatoes. We watch The Martian. We know how that goes. You survive for quite a yeah, while. That's all the amino what, acids what you need to live. wonderful diet. Yeah. I would probably like it more if I dipped it in ketchup mixed with crushed up yeah. Vicodin. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'll do that too. Yeah, seems like a good idea. Every cult has to um, have a drug. Every cult needs has to have a compound. So we'll create our cult of comics compound. That's yes. right. The C O C C or cock. Chemical compound. That sounds like an interesting drug. Um, what else are we talking about? All oh, right, go to our Instagram page where I have posted absolutely nothing uh and it is going to be join the cult of comics uh, or at join the cult of comics you can go to our anchor.fm rss feed page which is going to be anchor.fm slash cult of comics you can find our episodes posted every week thanks to spotify with anchor.fm and of course you can always go to our youtube page where sean posts the videos every single it's josh's job week reliably but oh no wait now josh is involved in that now josh posts those every single week and never misses a day yeah always hard work and dedication by these two boys now uh on that note thanks for sticking around thanks for checking us out uh i'm going to go do my daily poop hourly poop what a way to end things you're very special bye